0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. And joining us on the show is Nate and Allison of MOVE coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, how are you today? What's going on?
2: Great. Thank you for having us.
3: Yes, thank you very much. We're excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you guys. It sounds like this business in totality has experienced a number of evolutions along the way, and we'll certainly pick your brain and and dig into the different aspects of that. But before we before we do so, before we get into the nitty-gritty and and the strategies and the tactics of how you guys operate, Tell us a little bit about how you guys got involved and how this gym and this business came to be here today.
2: Well, I'm going to let Nate start because he's been here a lot longer than I have. So,
3: <laughs> Okay. Um, so I've been with the company for five years. It was actually five years on March 1st. Um, started out just as a trainer. I've been a trainer for about 13 years now. Um, I've done a multitude of different jobs within the fitness industry leading up to this point and uh, came to this gym, uh, I actually want to say, ironically, from some bad blood from a previous business. um, But we'll skip over the long story there and just ultimately say this was a better decision for myself um, and my career moving forward because it put me in a position where I was able to just purely focus on the clients that I was working with at the time and growing. Also, at the time, it was my passion for dietary supplements. so I was able to really focus on that and kind of integrate both of those things into the gym and uh, just keep growing my clientele base. So this was also long before I was ever the uh, fitness manager of, of any sorts of any yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I actually transformed into the position I am in now. I gradually, uh, you know, I started as a trainer for um, our St. Charles location Um, Just doing group classes while I was um, in my uh, post-baccalaureate program, and um, after that, waiting for boards, which were taking place during uh, quarantine, so they were kind of put off a little bit. Um, Jeff asked me, Jeff, our owner, asked me um, if I would want to do sales, so I took the sales position down at our city location, and, you know not to toot my own horn, but I did really, really well at it. Um, and then I, I ended up taking boards, but I, I loved, I loved the atmosphere. I always loved the gym atmosphere. Um, and I stuck around and we bought our third location and over time, um, yeah, my job kind of morphed and then I was asked to be the GM. So now I am GM of all three locations.
1: Yeah. And, and so you guys are now here at the helm, really taking the lead on the growth of the business. But as I understand it, the business itself went through a number of different changes along the way. Tell us a little bit about, there's three locations now. How did we kind of circle the wagons and bring this under
3: one umbrella? So um, a lot of this started um, definitely pre-pandemic. Um, I would say I jo- I joined the company back in twenty. 20- what did we say? 20, was it 2018? 2017. 2017? Um, and I, it was around 2018, like mid-2018, that I remember hearing conversations. I, I was, I was, I'm actually great friends with the owner. I'm, I'm really good friends with Jeff. We had established a good friendship even just within the first few months of me working here. So there was a lot of conversations that I was clued in on that I wasn't necessarily uh, a part of in terms of the management team. So he would tell me about how the business is doing as far as finances and things like that. With the gym model being what it was, which is kind of a a typical big box, you know, think of a Gold's Gym or a Planet Fitness, anything like that. You have members come in, they pay their dues, and then you're trying to sell training on top of that, kind of a la carte. Um, It was just not doing well. Um, We are competing in a very overly saturated market where pre-pandemic we had Gold's Gym, 24-Hour Fitness, Planet Fitness was moving in, um, and we have this large chain here locally called Club Fitness, which I think has somewhere around 26 locations uh, just here in in the metro area. Uh, Now post-pandemic we have The Edge, which is moving in and a couple of other places. So we're in a pretty overly saturated gym market and uh, we had to find a way to kind of diversify ourselves a little bit. So finding that same, or trying to fight with that same business model was, was not gonna work for us uh, yeah. financially. Um, so ultimately we we started doing research and this was the previous general manager kind of stumbled upon this um, this business model that was pioneered by a gentleman named Thomas Plummer. Yep. Uh, We went to a couple of his seminars. Um, I went with him on on one of those and we learned a lot. We decided we would take some bits and pieces from that and try to implement it into our business. And pre-pandemic, you know, early 2020, uh, that's when we kind of started the new business model. We were getting our feet under us. Everything was going really, really well. And then mid-March happened and everybody had-
1: (laughs) What happened in March, yeah. Right,
3: Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Uh, and, and- now, now, post-pandemic, we're really, really getting our feet back under us in a good way, uh, mainly due to her, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a very, very large team effort. It's not just the gyms that have undergone a huge evolution. It's also been the training staff, uh, the management staff, how we have to look at, at everything on a daily basis, how we work together. Um, when, when we hire on new trainers right now, we, we tell them up front, you know, we are a very, very big team effort business. So, you know, know that we're expecting everybody to pull a little bit of their own weight here.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, like you said, here we are, if we can say quote unquote, coming out of this pandemic 24 months later, here we are ready to, to kind of hit the ground running, but break down a little bit how the model works now. What are the, what are the services that we're focusing on as a business moving forwards? This right. As
2: you, this is okay. all yours. So our locations are all a little, I would say all a little bit different. Um, the newest location that we bought, it's a very specific niche and it was when we purchased it. That location is only the demographic 40 and older. So it's, it's very different than what we were doing before. Um, you know, from the ins and the outs of it, everything is different. Um, there is just a private training gen. So we do one-on-one and we do large group training. Our method is, you know, one-on-one, some people prefer it, but we use those for people who need a little bit more guidance, maybe they're new to working out, maybe they've got an injury, um, you know, that needs to be rehabbed a little bit more before they're ready for a group. But ultimately, we try to push them into group, because it's a more independent practice, obviously. Um, He programs all those workouts. And, uh, you know, we work like any other periodization that, you know, a bodybuilder, an athlete would go through. So these people are not doing, you know, the classes that are at a big box gym that are different from hour to hour. They are very, very specific. We work in phases allow these people to progress to actually, you know, gain strength, stability, mobility, the ins and the outs of all of it before they move on to the next phase. Um, So it's very, very specific. It's broken down, um, individualized, even if you will. But that specific location, like I I said, it's just training and it's just 40 and older, um, which does, you know, create a little bit more of a comfortable environment for people who are aging. Um, and then our St. Charles location, it's a mix of young and you know, the older crowd, but it's also a smaller gym. We focus on the same training here that we do at um, our West or our Maryland Heights location, um, but we also offer general access here. It is a smaller boutique style gym um, and I would say family oriented gym, but we work the classes uh, and the training the same way as the other location I mentioned. And then our biggest location is in the city. And uh, how many square feet is that? It's like,
3: 12,000 square
2: feet. So 12,000 versus what, 2,000 here?
3: Uh, here, I think we're at 3,000.
2: Okay, so yeah. it's, it's a much larger gym, but we offer general access there. We do offer group classes and one-on-one training. But right now, that is still primarily, I would say, a general access gym that we hope to transform into you know, like the other two gyms, more of just a training style gym.
1: Yeah. And so, Nate, like you said, I mean, it's sort of a shift in in dynamic, right? Whereas before we were general membership, people paying a monthly due, coming and going, doing their own thing pretty hands off, you guys have taken a much more in-depth approach, right? The shift is towards coaching, towards one-on-one, towards group training and giving people the resources that they need to succeed, being a little bit more quality over quantity focused, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Got it. Okay. And so, I mean, we've got three different locations, different sizes, a little bit different of an atmosphere at each of them. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. I mean, the focus, it sounds like the focus is one-on-one in group training. I want to know a little bit about the marketing that goes into getting people in the doors in the first place, right? Because marketing for a $30 a month gym membership is vastly different than marketing for a one-on-one session with personal training. How are you guys getting people in the doors in the first place to even have that conversation?
2: So we have an outside marketing uh, team, Uh, shout out to Scott because he's uh, been doing a lot of work for us. And, uh, you know, he, he, it's actually, I would say pretty passive, honestly. So he markets, he pushes ads out through Facebook primarily. Um, People click on the ad, they give the information, it populates in an Excel sheet and we use a a texting service called Scipio and those people automatically get pushed into a campaign. And there's there's four automated messages. Well, now there's eight actually, but we started with four. Eight's the magic number if you really wanna know. but so eight eight messages get populated and then those people who opted in on the facebook ad to learn more about us um if they don't answer within that you know eight automated message time then the the automations turn off but primary i mean typically they answer within one or two messages and from there we just create a dialogue and um i get them on the phone i see where they're at you know what they're looking for what their goals are and uh, then I get them into the gym, you know, and as soon as they get into the gym, it's really just creating a relationship from there, Um, and we do a functional movement screening with everybody who comes in for their free initial consult, Um, since my background is physical therapy, it does help a little bit, you know, I can hone in on some things, and really make them aware of areas that they're lacking in, uh, which I think is a really strong selling point, if you can, not to be super picky, but actually to be super picky, honestly, because they need to know what they need to work on. Um, Sometimes they don't know. Um, So from there, you know, you just sit down with them and we do a a 30-day trial, you know, and if they commit to that 30-day trial, um, they have options of, you know, choosing one, two, or three times a week of the large group training or one-on-one. And that's kind of how it gets started. But like, you know, back to your original question, the marketing, that is literally the ins and the outs of it, to be honest. And then that Excel sheet that populates with the list of names, those names are at your disposal at all times. So go back and reach out to those people, make phone calls, text messages. It's really been as simple as that. And, uh, you know, also pushing out our own selfie videos, if you will, onto Facebook and letting people, you know, see what we're all about uh, and just keeping up with content really.
1: Yeah. And so there's a lot to to pick apart in there. And I want to dig in yeah. a little bit deeper on a couple of different things. I mean, first step, right. So we can even get the word out there. We're using some sort of third party agency sort of service to run some Facebook ads. Yeah. We've got Scipio and some nurture processes in mm-hmm. to, to blast them to get them to actually show up to the facility. Once yeah. they're at the facility, we've got a process where we're going to sit down figure out what makes the most sense for them in terms of a service, go through the FMS, figure out what we need to work on and then pitch the best program or the best solution for them. Is that about right?
2: hundred yes. percent, exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Perfect. To, to, to clear this up even more, the, the reason why, and there may be some gym owners out there that have maybe a little extra time on their hands. Maybe, they have, maybe they're Maybe they able to do social media. Maybe they like doing social media. They They, they enjoy that marketing side of stuff. We are at a point, because we're primarily the ones that are doing a lot of this stuff, uh, her, especially with the marketing, uh, we want her main focus to be the sales more than anything. I would rather have her actually sitting down with people, you know, creating that rapport and actually pushing them onto the next step than sitting at a computer writing out Facebook ads or whatever, stuff like that. I have done many businesses in the past with supplements, like running supplement stores and everything. I cannot stand doing the social media side of everything. It's so much work. It's an extra job. And it's such a headache sometimes to have to think about whenever you're trying to then run a business on top of it. So my advice to anybody would be spend the money on somebody who knows how to do that stuff professionally because there's so much to unpack and it consistently changes. Anytime Facebook or now Meta or whatever they're going to decide to be in another month or three, uh, every time they change their algorithm, then you have to change how you advertise and right. you know how you how you target certain people, whether people have to comment or share or whatever. And it's it's always different. Yeah. You're better off letting the professional just do that so that you can stay focused on what you're trying to do, which is grow that business.
1: Yeah. I think Definitely. that brings up a really good greater point in that most people that run gyms are meatheads for lack of a better term they're great at coaching they're great at training their passion is on the training floor not necessarily in digital marketing in the intricacies of a sales process and so figuring out right we want to help people that's our goal for us to be able to help people we need to get them in the doors and get them committed to some sort of program financially in the first place because i mean this is a business at the end of the day we're not doing it for charity, but we need to have some sort of engine on the front end that's getting people in so that we can do what we're good at, right? And that consists of the necessary evils of social media, the the stuff that we don't necessarily find passion in, but it becomes a necessity in today's age, in 2022, right? Whether that's outsourcing it to a third party, whether that's hiring somebody in-house, whether that's taking the time and the money to learn it yourself, Mm -hmm. something needs to happen because we're not a great fitness business if we don't have fitness business customers, right? Exactly. And so we've, I mean, that's, that's really, really helpful to explore the different steps along the way of the chain. I want to ask you guys and, and sort of pick your brain. We've talked about how we get people in. We've talked about how we convert them into members paint me a picture of the direction that we're headed right the the kind of big vision the the big scary goal that you guys are working on what's the what's the trend where are we headed with this business
2: well i think we have large aspirations but uh you know our first goal i would say we we you know coming back from covid to, to go back on you know reiterate on that point you know we have to we, we just have to get the gym numbers the way that they were before. That's goal number one. All right, so sales. Um, but while we're doing that, create an environment that is nurturing for our current members and the people that we add. So uh, increase, what do you want to say? Rapport or re- increase?
3: Community. Yeah. We're, we're trying to build community yes. for sure within all three gyms. We want people to interact with one another. And then also walk into the gym, see Allison, or myself, or any one of the other trainers, and just, you know, I want the trainers to know people's names. I, you know, I want them to actually vocalize a, hello, thanks for coming in, how are you today, how was your weekend, stuff like that. It's really, it's just being a friend.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine tuning your team, which is, you know, you have to nurture your team too to get them to where you want them to be. And we have an amazing team that's willing to go links and learn whatever they need to, which is amazing to find, um, you know, but to get them to where, where we want. And our gym, I would say it's less so about, personally, it's less so about money, I would say for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it's more, I mean, you know, we really are there for the members. So we're trying to create this atmosphere that is inviting warm nurturing that they love to be in and that's I think our goal for every single location it's not the easiest thing to attain though it takes a lot a lot of work a lot of mental energy and I think we're getting closer to that but the Maryland Heights location and the St. Charles location they're smaller so those that's our first like big goal those Two locations get those on the same page, and then we move down to the city. And since it's a much larger space, a full renovation is going to happen down there. And then we implement the same systems. We get all three on the same page, and then we add another location.
1: Yep. Yeah, simple as that, right?
2: Simple
3: as
4: that. <laughs> <It sounds laughs> so when
3: so it's out loud.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: it's just rebuild <laughs> in another location. Exactly. So one thing that that I wanted to at least touch on that you said is, a we may not be. The most financially driven people, um, which is fine, right? A lot of the time in our industry, we almost demonize or, or condemn people that want to make money, but having a profitable gym doesn't necessarily mean that the people that run it are sitting on the beach drinking mimosas. Having a profitable gym allows us to do a complete renovation, it allows us to reinvest in the membership, it allows us to buy new equipment that people want, or hire the best coaches, or send our trainers to go learn all of these different certification techniques, whatever it is. Yeah. And we can't do any of that if we're not making money, right? And so separating passion from profit isn't really necessary. A lot of those times, those go hand in hand just as much. And we can really provide an unbelievable service that people want to stick around and, and stay signed up with month over month. If they're making money. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Guys, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap this up. But before we sign out of here entirely, I want to give you guys the chance to shout out where people can learn a little bit more about the business. Is there social media people can go to? Is there a website? What's the, what's the best way to find out about this?
2: Um, So our, our website is move fitness. So that's M O V com. And that should uh, take you to, there's different web pages uh, within that specific domain for all locations. So just go there and you can find all three of our locations.
1: Simplest way to go about it. Guys, this has been a bunch of fun. I think you guys are are running a really cool thing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us, but we have these aspirations. Like you said, mm-hmm. let's get everything under one umbrella location four location five location hundred we'll figure that out along the way but this is this has been a bunch of fun and I really enjoyed the chance to pick your brain and and explore your processes for how you handle it I can't thank you enough and and we'll have to get you back on here in a year or two and see where this thing is at because it seems like this train is rolling down the tracks for you
2: yes I I would love that yeah absolutely
1: thank you so much for having us absolutely Guys, thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview,
0: but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
5: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Erin from Burn Boot Camp in Melbourne, Florida. What's up, Erin? How are you today? Hey,
6: hey, it's a sunshiny day here. Loving it.
5: I am jealous. It's, I mean, it's it's somewhat sunny here. I'm in Rhode Island, so I'm all the way up on the north side of the east coast but it's it's getting better so i'll take it yeah spring is finally coming yes that's right can't wait all right so let's jump right into the details here what is it that made you want to own your own gym how did you get started
6: i got started because i was a member And I fell in love with the passion and the community that I felt at Burn. I was one of those people that walked into a gym always nervous, always scared, always self-conscious. Am I doing this right? Am I looking funny? Am I being judged? I was that person that couldn't walk into a gym. I was petrified, Mm -hmm. especially the big box gyms with all the equipment and no guidance and scared to death, petrified. So then I went into Burn Bootcamp I fell in love with it. There was no judgment. There was no guidance. I mean, there was full guidance. Absolute everything was done for you. This is how mm-hmm. we're doing it. Modifications up and down. Uh, the, the owners were amazing. They were kind, they were loving, they were gentle. They did all the things. And I was like, this is, this is what I need. This is as a woman of not knowing what I'm doing, this is where I fit in. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it. And I decided to purchase a franchise for myself and open one in Florida.
5: Got it. Okay. Awesome. I love that. So it kind of started with your own experience, loving it, and then wanting to share that with other people.
6: Completely wanting to share it.
5: Awesome. I love that. Okay. So now kind of walk us through what your business model looks like, how you structure things within the business, as far as group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, what does that look like for you?
6: So we are a uh, group fitness All the time, all of our camp times are set. They aren't open gym. They come in at whatever camp time works best for them on any given day. So we are mostly catering to women. That's just where we fall into the demographic. Um, So we are each camp time, but the day is the same. So whatever the protocol for the day is, it is the same for all the camps. So it doesn't vary. So whatever camp time you decide to come to, whether it be eight or six o'clock at night, you're going to get the same camp Uh through the whole day. So it is structured that way. Our protocol comes out every Sunday. So the ladies know what's going on each week, which days their their cardio days are, which ones their heavy lifting days are so they can kind of plan ahead. so our day our day is always done for us, which is great. Yes,
5: yes, absolutely. That makes things super simple. You know, yes. not having to focus on the class every time you have a new class come in, structuring the workout, et cetera, that simplifies things. So that's nice. Yes, so the yeah. trainers program the day. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and that simplifies things for... um the members as well because it's not like oh I want to go to this class because I think it's going to be a a better workout or whatever you know it keeps things simplified across the board and the expectation and the level of service the same so exactly that's super helpful all right and now how many members are you currently serving at the facility
6: we are at 230 currently Uh, we are a smaller gym Uh, we are three thousand square feet a little bit more we do have a child watch area, so that takes up a little bit of the, the space that we do have. Mm-hmm. And then we have our storage room as well. But the main floor is probably about 2,000. Okay. Um, we have a floating floor, which involves cushions, like a gymnastic floor, so it absorbs that impact for the joints. So that's one of our main features inside the gym is that floating floor. Yes,
5: that's, that's nice. A lot of places don't have that. So that's awesome. Um, And now, how are you getting the word out there about the gym and getting new faces in the door? One, what does the offer that you're putting out there look like? And two, what um, means or platforms are you using to get the word out there?
6: Um, Well, we were really heavy into um, Facebook and Instagram for Mm -hmm. a while. And those kind of teetered off on us like they they just stopped working in about the last, I would say, eight months, we really haven't been receiving The intake of interest that we were before. So we have moved over to Google and I completely recommend that Google advertising. It has changed a lot of things for us. But our main thing is is referrals. We always have seven days completely free first so there's no obligation they need to come in and see if we're a fit for them and if they're a fit for us we never put that you have to sign up for a membership right away it's seven days give it a try that's what we that's always going but currently we do have some promotions going on as well for the spring so okay but our main source of of getting people in the door right now is referrals we've noticed it's we finally have earned the trust we've earned the people are like, okay, these people are legit, their trainers are good, they care about us, that that has impacted our community the most, is that proof. The proof is in the pudding kind of thing. We have shown them that we care, that our trainers are good, that they are telling you what to do in this way because they know what they're doing.
5: Right, yes, absolutely. That's huge, building trust. I mean, people don't buy from people that they don't trust and it's super important and especially as referrals go. You know, people certainly aren't going to refer anybody to somebody that they don't trust. So uh, it all kind of comes back to that. So that's a super important factor. Um, Mm. As far as the Facebook and Instagram and the advertising there, what do you think changed as to why things kind of were working and now aren't working so well?
6: Well, marketing is such a finicky, funny thing. It is finding that niche right away It's hard sometimes you have to, you have to put so much money into finding your niche and we found a good niche. And then I guess algorithms changed or people are just used to seeing the advertisements. Now they're so over, it's all advertisement when they're scrolling that now they ignore those advertisements and just move on to what their friends are doing, which is what the original platform was for. So Mm -hmm. seeing all this advertising, they become immune is what it is. People have become immune to the advertisements and they just scroll right through them. So advertising on those two platforms for us has really become stagnant.
5: Okay. And so you've tried like switching up the offer and running different videos or boomerangs or photos or anything to like interrupt the flow because people do kind of get into just like scrolling through but if you put something out there that's like kind of shocking sometimes it grabs their attention and makes them stop scrolling I mean that's always the goal of the advertising yeah. piece. Right?
6: but yeah we've we've tried you know we tried a bunch of stuff over the last eight months trying to pick out what is working and um not that it's that it's completely not working at all it's just mm-hmm. not the same as it was so uh, we we've moved over to some other ideas and it's been working a lot better
5: Awesome. Okay, and on average, how many new faces would you say that you're seeing per month right now? Fifteen new
6: faces a month. And okay. last month okay. was a, was a really good month. We we saw forty new faces and closed thirty. So wow. we are our last our last month was a really high closing percentage of gaining memberships. Um, this past year, my I really give it all to my team. My team has just been absolutely amazing, and they have, in a one-year period of time, gained a hundred members since last March. So it's March to March, we gained a hundred members because of my team's. They we sharpened our core values during COVID.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: We had the time to really dig into the back office of the business a little bit and go, what are we What are we trying to do here? What are we really Trying right. to put out to the community, and our core values, we we sharpened those. We sharpened our mission statement, and it shows. Absolutely. One year period.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what does your process look like so the sales process kind of overall when somebody does show interest in it coming in is there any type of a nurture process along the way are you calling them uh, as soon as they click or show interest or how does that kind of work
6: so what our process is is when that first initial interest form comes in because if they link, if they click on our link, it immediately goes to the website to sign up for the seven days free. Mm-hmm. We get those emails. We call them that same day, same hour. We try to, you know, we try to get that low hanging fruit immediately. So we call them immediately, invite them to come in, go ahead and schedule their nutrition meeting as well. So they have their nutritional meeting, they have what time they're coming in. And that way our staff can also know, okay, I'm going to pair this up with somebody that's good with the new person at this camp time. So we know which camp time they're coming to. And then after their first camp, they get a good job text or a how are you feeling or drink plenty of water or get that protein in. They always get a little nugget of something after their first camp. Then we just stick with them the next couple of days, three days, um, and then we offer them the pricing sheet. If If they ask for it on day one, we do that as well. But usually about day three, we show them the pricing sheet, start showing them their options. Um, so that's when that sales process really starts happening. But it really starts as soon as they enter their name.
5: Right. Yes, absolutely. And that's a very important piece to touch on because there are so many gyms, so many businesses in general that have no systems in place for any type of lead nurture, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference when somebody does click on an ad or interact or whatever it might be when they receive either a text or a phone call right away. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes them feel important and you know, people want to feel important. So that is uh, a good thing to focus on there. And then also following up with them after class as well is huge, you know, because it gives them that individualized attention.
6: Yeah. Also
5: makes them feel important which is, um, is huge, you know, and that starts to build that trust right away, which we talked about the trust being so important. Um, it builds that trust right away. So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you have the system in place for that.
6: Especially if they had like that knee injury that they told you about, you'd be like, I know your knee might be sore today. How's it feeling like that specialized one-on-one that you remembered about their modification changes everything.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, that goes a long way for sure. So now as far as um, growth goes, are you looking to add to that membership? Is there a certain number that you have in mind that you're looking to reach and kind of what are you focusing on to get there?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Growth is always in my head. Uh, We want to reach about 400 members. Uh, Just that's about what our space would take. We can't Mm -hmm. really go much bigger than that. We would have to branch off or leave our space and go to a bigger space. Um, But 400 is what our goal is in the next two to three years. So um, working on that is just still creating, cultivating the relationships and staying on top of that with our new members and, and retention. Retention is very important. Yes, You can't just treat the brand new people like they're special. You have to focus also on your members who have been there since the beginning. They hold a ton of value for you. They're still Absolutely. referring people. They are your walking billboards. They've been with you the longest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went through COVID with you. Like They are your original members. So we make sure that we're nurturing and re- having that retention, but also that gain and just mm-hmm. making sure that they're both met where they need to be met.
5: Yes, absolutely. It's cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. So it is very important, you know, three ways to grow a business, get more clients, get them to pay more through providing higher levels of service, and then also keeping them longer. So Mm -hmm. it's not always just drawing more people in, but making sure that we are providing the highest level of service to the clients that we have, and then also keeping them for a long period of time. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, the greatest source of revenue within the business are the clients that are already in the facility. So yeah. as far as as that goes specifically, are there any other levels of service that clients can ascend into who are already members, whether that be nutrition, accountability? Is there any supplementation that you offer retail, things of that nature for again, that higher level of service, more value, but then also other streams of revenue for the business?
6: Yes, we have, uh, Burn has their own nutrition line. So that that is a stream, a revenue stream for us mm-hmm. along with their retail. Retail is also a stream of revenue for us. The added added things that we have for our members is like we have free yoga. So we've incorporated just a good stretch, knowing that you've been lifting hard, you've been working hard providing that here's a little something special for you is that yoga. We also have kids camp that we offer with, which is a stream of revenue as well, but it impacts the whole family. We're getting the moms seeing the kids doing it and the kids have watched their moms lifting for a while. So it's all, it incorporates that family uh, community. We have not done some, we were trying to do some corporate things so that mm-hmm. hasn't worked out for us, but um we, those are our main revenue streams is the retail outside of the memberships is the retail and the burn nutrition.
5: Okay. And are there a lot of people who take part in the nutrition aspect?
6: Yes. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, there are, if yeah. we're out, they, they ask us where it's at when it's coming back in. So yeah, our nutrition is pretty solid.
5: That's awesome. And is that something that is included in the base membership, or is that something that you're kind of upselling into?
6: Upselling into.
5: Okay, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, So now one thing I really like to ask about, because typically there are some sort of challenges that you're facing within the business pretty much at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are any key challenges or
6: bottlenecks that
5: you are facing within the business right now?
6: Um, right now we are, we're four and a half years old. So we're heading into the five years and the equipment's starting to wear down. It's starting to break or, you know, that stuff is starting to happen. So those expenses are coming up as we need more weights. We need more of this. We need more bands. We need this. And it's also a shipment problem right now too. Mm, Yes. And a shortage of some of these items being made in production. So I'm hitting that bottleneck right now of, all right, we really need these weights, but they're out of stock. Yeah. I'm to check on them and they're still not in stock or they, they, we've purchased them, but now they're locked up in shipping. Mm -hmm. So that has been a recent new thing for us. We could order stuff and it would be there and it'd be fine, but now it's a little bit harder right now for the equipment to get replaced because it is wearing down at this age. Yes.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been a crazy challenge all the way through COVID, you know, in the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, it's, that's definitely tough, but I mean, is the equipment that you have now able to kind of sustain for a little bit or? Yes. Oh,
6: absolutely. Absolutely. We just, with our membership growth, we want to make sure that we are staying absolutely on par with where we should be for providing for our members. So we don't want to get behind right yeah so that's the problem of and and some of the items like the bands those break all the time so you have to have so many of those on back just in the back office ready to go (laughs) so we're we're, we just want to stay ahead of it but that seems to be a little bit of a problem right now
5: right yeah definitely across the industry not not just (laughs) for you no no no. you're not alone there so that's Good. I guess you're you're in good company. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. So now, as far as main focuses for you within the business now, where are you looking to take the business by the end of the year? And then, what's kind of the big picture for you? And where are you directing most of your energy and attention in the business right now to get there?
6: Um. Right now, I'm driving a lot of my focus into learning my numbers better. Yeah. Digging into what each member revenue is mm-hmm. for me. Are they buying shirts? Are they buying nutrition? Are they, how many of them? Why aren't the other ones? Like I'm digging more into the numbers more that I have now that I have the ability. Cause I went, you know, COVID put me into just panic mode and I lost track of a lot of things that I should have been doing in the back office, just trying to keep the doors open. Mm -hmm. So this year has been my focus of diving in, defining more, getting my member revenue, each member revenue a little bit higher. How do I, how do I earn their trust on that? Uh, So numbers has been my focus this year. Um, And I would love to reach that 300 member mark before the end of the year. Just to have a good solid base. Definitely.
5: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the numbers side of things isn't uh, always so fun, right? No. It's like
6: <laughs> you no. get into
5: the business because you like the training side and helping people transform and grow, and yes. you know, and then you have to focus on the numbers side of things, and it's like ugh, the
6: boring side,
5: <laughs> but yeah. necessary for sure.
6: It is necessary, and I think that has been a, a learning lesson for me. I was like, I'm getting by. I don't need to know that exact number. I don't need to know specifics. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of
5: do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a huge difference, especially as your trajectory goes and growing and getting to that next level. You know, it's really important to know where you are and, you know, everything that is feeding that so that Mm -hmm. you can get to that next level. So it's a little bit, um, intricate and, and time consuming in the beginning when you're trying to figure it all out, but once you get a system in place for it, it becomes a lot easier and then it makes setting goals a lot easier as well. Oh, A lot easier. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now, um, one thing I always love to touch on here is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, opening their own gym, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned in your time uh, in
6: ownership? Employees, get good, solid employees. Um, And don't give out titles until they're earned. I I gave out a lot of titles and you're so special and you're so great to my employees before they earned that status and Mm -hmm. Now we have so much more respect for each other because we did challenge each other. We did we did say, my expectations are this. Mm-hmm. And that's what a big learning curve for me was, was employees. I hadn't ever had employees. I had never been a team of people's boss before. And that was a learning experience. And mm-hmm. I wish somebody would have said, go slow, meet them a lot, learn about them, talk to them more. So that employment, having a team, that's solid.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, managing people is extremely challenging, you know, because you have so many different personalities and needs and wants and expectations. And um, so it is very challenging. But I mean, also, you kind of touched on this is just kind of being very straightforward and calling people out essentially, you know? And and that's really sometimes really hard to do as well. But it was always like, what I always did was set the expectation, perform at that level myself and then expect my team to level up. Yep. And you know, if they couldn't level up, then it's like, okay, maybe this team isn't for you because it is super important that you have people who are dedicated, who are wanting to grow, who are invested in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and to get that buy-in, a lot of times it takes, you know uh, sharing the vision, sharing the goals, letting people know where it is that you want to go, but then also leading by example. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times gym owners aren't always, especially in the beginning, once you develop that team and you have their buy-in and their trust, again, it comes back to trust. Yep. then, it's okay, you know, and they can kind of self-sustain, but a lot of times, gym owners are not involved in the day-to-day, and they don't know how to do all of the tasks within the business, and then there's a really big disconnect there, and a lot of times, it creates tension within the staff as well, because it's like, oh, well, he or she can't do it, so why do I have to do it, you know, or or. on the other side of that, it's like, well, they rely on me to do it. So they think they have like this job security, you know, and then it's like egos and there's all sorts of stuff that comes into play. But I think, especially in the beginning, you know, just leading by example and setting the expectation and expecting the team to level up is super important. And then also just having open, clear communication with them as well, you know? Yes. I
6: always
5: told them like, if doing something wrong and i'm not telling you that's on me
6: yeah you know yeah yes i mean and whenever we really whenever we sharpened ourselves we did a comment to each other we're like we're challenging the ideas not the person Mm -hmm. like during a meeting we are challenging you as a as your idea that you're presenting not as a person this is not against you this is Mm -hmm. this is the idea and we don't think it goes with this part of our vision or that was something and now we do we call each other out like you said if it's if it doesn't line up with something that was a goal we put it aside it's not for right now
5: right yeah exactly keeping it uh away from the personal side of things is mm-hmm. important um yes. but i think it's also super beneficial to be able to have that open line of communication um And that just creates uh, a better atmosphere, you know, and that's another thing that's really tough is maintaining that good atmosphere within the staff. You know, it only takes one negative kind of attitude to spoil the whole bunch. So, you know, I had sent people home before because they came in with like their vibes were off, you know, and in a gym, it's so important to have that good uplifting feel because people are coming, for the stress relief, you know, yeah. and it's, it's their escape. So if you are a negative, have a negative vibe or attitude or mindset, you know, as a coach or as an employee, just doesn't work.
6: It triples.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, definitely getting a, a solid staff in place is huge. One of the best things that you can do for the business. Absolutely. Yep. Yep eventually down the road, hopefully that allows you to be able to step out a little bit and take some of your time back, you know, because you invest so much time and energy, especially in the beginning, setting everything up and it tends to kind of take over your life initially. Mm -hmm. So, all righty. All right. So anything else you would like to add before we start to wrap up? No, I, it has been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. So glad. All righty. So now where can Listeners find
6: you on social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're just now getting into the TikTok. Yes. So awesome. my, te- my team is just now getting into that. Um, website is uh, always out there. We're easy to find from boot bootcamp and just lead, lead to whatever location you're going to. Uh, we are, we're all over the interwebs. Perfect.
5: All righty. So easy to find. We like that. Very easy to find. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So Erin from burn Boot Camp in Melbourne, Florida. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Brianna. Very appreciate it. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
6: Use coupon code Gym on prestige labs.com
4: for 20% off all future supplement orders.
7: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today I'm here with my guests, owners of Total Body Gym in Ripley and Olive Branch, Mississippi. Timmy and Judy Gillard, how you doing today? Good, how you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to have you guys on. Let's hop into it. Tell us what Total Body Gym is all about. You want to go? <laughs> okay.
8: So Total Body Gym is uh, it's more of a... Um, I, we call it home. So once you come in the door, you know you're immediately at home. That's our, that's our goal is to make no matter what your background, no matter what you're looking to do, no matter what your goals are, when you walk in the door, you know you're at home. Uh, whether you're a lifter, whether you just want to get healthy, uh, our goal is to give you what you need. We're open to suggestions. We're not a corporate gym. So whatever the goal is, we want to get you there and we want to help you do it. So we want to make sure you succeed.
4: Yes, but we we more on the horror, on the side. We we're, we're lifter gym. We catch it to bodybuilder, power lifters, and and just uh just just regular people. But uh, it, it's it's a lifter gym. It's, you can feel the atmosphere when you come in. You you can tell you want to do something.
7: Fantastic, I I love it. Um, let's. Well, I want to go into more about the gyms and what you're all about there. But we need a little backstory. You guys have a a classic lifter love story turned business so (laughs) tell us us how we ended up here.
8: So we met uh, the gym the total body gym in Ripley was a gym called Hollis Gym and we met in Hollis Gym and then a few years later we ended up buying the gym the owner the owner of the Hollis Gym was um, his name is Marshall Hollis. Uh, he's a really good man. He he actually believed loved bodybuilding, and he actually sponsored both of us at different times uh, in bodybuilding. And so we could kind of get the sense that he was ready just to hang it up. And we approached him about buying the gym, and was able to secure that location. and And that in the 2002, it became Total Body Gym. Uh, the Ripley location is a it's a, a hardcore throwback old school however you want to say it gym for real uh wood ceilings you know metal weights uh good broken equipment some people would say old equipment the equipment feels awesome uh, just a good atmosphere you can get down get comfortable you ain't got to worry about making too much noise uh it, it's home like i said that at the beginning it's, it's truly home when you walk in the door uh the olive branch location is an extension of that uh, it's a prettier version of that. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, we, we knew from the start that we wanted to be able to, uh, offer what anybody needed. So we have a supplement store at both locations. We have tannin at both locations. Um, you know, we're, we're very hands on Setup up. free at both our locations. So not too many gyms that you can walk in and the owner's going to take you by the hand and get you in a full routine for free. So, you know, to make sure you get your goals. Of course, personal training is available. Group classes are available. Uh, both locations have about 20,000 pounds of weight, of just free weight. So we we wanted, that's number one priority. Uh, we're both old school type lifters, so we like that feel. Uh, but mainly you just know that you're comfortable in there and that you don't feel intimidated or out of place. Okay.
7: Fantastic. So you guys have been 20 years um in in the Ripley location, and then world gets thrown into a pandemic, and then in March 2020, February March 2020, November 2020, you all thought <laughs> what we need to do? We need to open this other gym. So I know you said it was it was a byproduct of some people you know from Olive Branch that were telling you there was a need. The city is ten times the size of where you are. There wasn't anything like what you had. Um, Besides there being a global pandemic going on, how did you guys know that it was the right time, that you were in a position where you felt comfortable spreading this out and having a second location?
8: Honestly, we gotta give credit to uh, Maureen Threet and Chad Fisher. Uh, they both own Focal Point Investments, and the the building that we're in in Olive Branch is their building. Uh, and they approached us. We have we uh, for years we've coached athletes, uh, and we had coached them for years. And for for years they have been trying to get us to do something with them with Total Body Gym. They would come to the Ripley location for their check ins, and they would uh, just basically work on us to get us to total get Total Body up there with them. Uh, but they approached us in November and they pretty much had did all their homework and convinced us that this was the right time. We definitely had reservations, but he had enough, you know, vision and forethought that he, he's, you know, he could see that we were coming out of the pandemic, that it, that people were going to be ready, that they were tired of being at home and they were ready. And then there, there, there are, you know, luckily for us, there are no other gyms in the Olive Branch direct area that, that offer what we offer. We have a, we definitely have a, a specialty on the market as far as, you know, lifting. Um, but we were able to, the space is large enough that we were able to accommodate just your average lifter as well. But it, it, all the credit goes to those guys. I mean, they had the vision. They pretty much drug us up there. They <laughs> didn't give us a choice. So,
7: so they, they give you some inspiration, some vision, some, a couple of pokes and prods and right. Next thing, you know, all right, we got a plan together. We're going to open this location. So from there, I think one of the things that came up and stood out for me was the way that you've planned out your staffing um, staffing on so many different levels is, is tough for everybody with a business in this country right now. The fitness business seems like it might be hit a little bit harder. Um, you had somebody that's been with you for a long time. Uh, Jace, and he's somebody that you you had faith in you had trust in but you flipped around from what's the norm you have this new place opening and a lot of times people will put a manager in place at a new location but what you did was basically gave him the keys to the castle to hey take care of our first baby we're going to go over there to olive branch and get this off the ground and then we'll see what goes there so How did you make that decision? Was it hard to choose which one you were going to be primarily at and focused on? And what did that process look like for you?
8: So with, with Jace, one thing about having somebody that's been with you or, or keeping an employee for so long, they really don't, they're not an employee anymore. They become family. Uh, we're fortunate that, you know, we got really good kids that, that back us up as well. Uh, my daughter, uh, Christina, she works several days a week just on paperwork for the Ripley location. So that helps me there. But uh, Jace has been with us for so long. He's kind of proven himself. Uh, and he, he makes it really easy. He's very accommodating, uh, no matter when we need him, he's there. Um, from the word go, he's ready to go. I mean, I was, I'm a control freak. I will admit that. Uh, (laughs) so it, it was hard for me to kind of give up the reins. I knew that there was no way that physically you could do both gyms, manage both gyms, keep them on track. And if you don't have the right people in place, that's the face of your business. One good thing about having Jace already at Ripley when we decided to do this is the members already knew him, already loved him, already saw him as one of us. So he can go in there and and basically they're going to treat him like they would treat us. They're going to they see him as the face of total body. So when they see him, they don't hesitate. He can't get a workout, bless his heart. They're going to, if he's off the clock and they're trying to work out, they're going to ask for something from the store. They're going to ask him to show them around. They're going to, it's the same way. So being 24 hours also affords us a lot of uh, convenience because the gym runs whether we're there or not. So um that helps a lot. But, yeah, we knew with Olive Ranch we would have oh, to yeah. be there, Um as good as Jace is, you know, we have to lay a foundation there for him to, to kind of come in and, and pick up. Uh, we knew with the population in the Isle of Branch, it was going to be a lot more people to deal with versus the Ripley location. So we're going to, we're probably, well, well not probably, we definitely going to have to have more staff uh, in the Olive Branch location. And we're in the process of doing that now, bringing on people, figuring, we just wanted to get a, a template laid of how we wanted it to run. So you can't really train somebody to run your business if you don't know the specific protocol you want to have for yourself so that's you know the the location a lot of time dictates what needs to be done so that's what we're kind of we're in the process of doing that now Is there anything you want to
4: no, i think you covered but uh <laughs> we, we knew we had to be in another branch the, the atmosphere we're we trying to create we knew we had to be there uh you just don't know Uh, starting a location, just put somebody behind the counter. So we, we knew we had to be there. And, uh, Ripley, Ripley, we've been there for 20 years. Jay's been with us for, for a minute. So, uh, Ripley pretty much run itself. We we got to set up like that, so
8: and the members are really good. Like I said, you know, we're accessible twenty four hours a day. So if there's something going on that needs our attention, they don't hesitate to call our personal cell, let us know, and then our you know we our sons Lorenzo and Jay. They help a lot, like they pick up slack. If we're not able to get back to Ripley and Jace can't make it, then, you know, they're at a moment's notice. They're up there working the gym just like we would be. So we're fortunate that everybody's, you know, close and, and we can, we can reach okay. out and, and we have a ton of people that offer, even in Isle Branch, if we can't make it up there, something's going on, they've already said, like, just call me, I'll run up there, so, you know, that just, you get a, a, a we, I feel like we already have a sense of a family in our Branch in that, in that essence.
7: Perfect, perfect, so as far as other staffing goes, right now, in Ripley, it was the two of you, and Jace was there, and then, you know, your, your family, your kids that weren't there, too, so, um, is there anybody else for staffing there? Do you have contract trainers uh, coaches anything like that? what what other staff do you have in place there?
8: So at the Ripley location Jace Ashley was one of our personal trainers mm-hmm. and then he he kind of got drafted behind the counter. Uh, but we also have Lindsay McAllister at the uh, at the Ripley location. The thing about being a small town there's not a huge demand for personal training. Uh, especially when, you know, you have set up for free. Uh, so what we do in the Ripley location is pretty much a swap out classes. They teach the classes they and they pretty much keep their own cut on their personal training. Now at the Olive Branch location, we already have, we have independent personal trainers. So we contract out the personal trainers. Uh, we've already uh, recruited Deshaun Glass, he's an IFBB pro as well. Uh, he's a 212 pro and he's personal training at the olive Branch location right now and then a little sweet lady marzell duncan is coming in once a week to help us with cleaning so she was she was recommended by uh, marion and chad so she's doing an amazing job you know you pick up through the day and then she comes in and helps us through the weekends
7: yeah so as much as you've replicated a lot of the things that you had in ripley into olive branch being it's a much larger population a little bit different. You, you do have some things in place or some accommodations and expectations that eventually that it's going to be a little bit of a different business than Ripley as you're not, you're not trying to carbon copy it.
8: No, it's, I mean, we definitely have had a blueprint to go off of, which was good because yeah. we had, you know, we Ripley was already a gym when we bought it and we just extended it and added on and added new equipment, that sort of thing. Uh, all branch was an empty shell of a building. <laughs> it was just an empty building. So, uh, you know, like we we were able to offer more things because it's a bigger location. Um, but yeah, we know that definitely it's going to be uh, uh, once it's once it's up and going, it's going to be a whole animal of its own kind. So, yes, well, like I said, we haven't been there four weeks. Uh, right now,
4: uh, we we got an application. We're gonna we just gonna stay with four trainers right now till we get them booked for. So we're going to try to fix it where they can make a good living before we start adding more.
8: Yeah. That's, that's our goal is we, you know, we're growing, we want them to grow with us. We want, like, so we want to create a family. We want to create a community. Uh, and so, we would we don't really want to have 10 trainers up there i mean and i think it can support it at some point it will be like that but the goal is to have every trainer booked up completely before you add another trainer so they don't have to gym hop to make an income you know they don't have to go from one gym to the other or one side of town to the other just to have a you know a decent de- decent paycheck so that's the goal um you know, and then we've always offered classes at Ripley for free. We want to continue to do that in Olive Branch. We're putting that together now. Uh, we're from Ripley, so we don't really know a lot of people in Olive Branch. So we're trying to get immersed in the community over there. Uh, we're we're partner up with the IMC, YMCA. We're going to host a 5K on 9/11 that benefits the first responders of Olive Branch. Uh, we have a meet coming up for the high schools, a uh, powerlifting meet uh, in May. It's an invitational for all the high schools. So we're kind of, we're trying to get out there and get involved in the community more so we can meet more people. Uh, We're definitely, in Ripley, we're community-based and we want to be the same way in Olive Branch.
7: All right. And then with the the trainers in Olive Branch, um, are you doing the same type of swap out where, uh, or are they going to be, is it a revenue split model, a rent model? We don't need the exact numbers, but what's the general model you're going to run there?
8: So in Olive Branch, it's a little different because I said the, you know, the population is so different. And there's just so much more. Uh, and of course, we just we looked at different ways of doing it, but we just did not want to funnel all that through the gym. So we're doing independent personal training. So they'll come in and they'll play a, pay a flat rate to us. They make all the money they can make. Uh, the client 100% pays them. They schedule their own clients. Uh, you know, we'll do referrals for people signing up wanting a personal trainer. And then we're, we both have coached, uh, in bodybuilding for years. We're both judges, so we had to get out of the coaching. Uh, but so we have about 10 of the top Coaches in the area have already joined the gym. So we're able to relay over for them as well. You know, so we're able to refer them out, get clients to them, get clients to the personal trainers. So that's, that's how we're planning on doing it. You know, we've started that model. It seems to be working. All the personal trainers that we've talked to seem to really like that idea because it doesn't tap out their money. You know, they can make as much money as they can make and they have one flat rate. Uh, And it doesn't, you know, and it's not going to break the bank. So it's fair.
7: All right, cool on that. So, um, so we know how you're going to have the trainers and everything set up. I want to switch to acquisition a little bit, um, especially with, with Olive Branch being a new location, people sit on pretty strongly on one side of the fence or the other, as far as pre-sales, pre-advertising. Did you guys decide to do that? Um, And if so, you know, Either way, you know, what what were the, the thought processes and how did you execute?
8: So with the pre-sales, we uh, we did decide immediately that we were going to do pre-sales. We wanted to uh, get everything out there and get it set up first. So, of course, you have to get all the accounts in place and get everything together. Uh, the pre-sales actually went really well uh it wasn't actually the numbers that i thought it would be but it's just a different market the the sales that we were running out of branch if you ran those in ripley they would be out the door so fast uh but i think people in olive branch there's so much variety in ripley there's two gyms there's the wellness center and then there's us in olive branch you know within a 30 mile radius there's probably what 10 12. yes more than- i mean there's a lot of variety and mm-hmm. people have multiple memberships so they wasn't that eager to just jump in on something till they seen the finished product. So even though we did offer pre-sales with a significant discount, some people did take advantage, but I mean, the majority of the people waited to that first day. Now the first day was amazing. Like it was 16, what well, we were there, 14 or 16. It was crazy. It was, it was exciting. We had about six people, just volunteers there to help do tours, help sign people up. We had online sign up. I think that's critical. If you're going to do pre sales, you got to have online because you know you have a construction crew in at the location. You can't have people walking through. So that 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 helped a lot having your online sign ups.
7: Yeah, for sure. As far as promoting it, did you guys do advertisements, radio, newspaper, flyers, social media? Like, what did what did you do to get people to know that it was coming and that pre sale is happening?
4: Well, social media.
8: Yeah. And, and honest, run them off. Yeah. Honestly, even at the Ripley location, other than like your local charities and your local fundraisers, we've really never did any mass advertising. Uh, social media is pretty much it. Flyers locally and social media. Um, you know, we we're like I said, we're both bodybuilders. We're both judges. So we visit a lot of areas uh, just, for, just for that reason, going to different shows, going to work in different shows. Uh, so a lot of the word was out just from that, from us going to the different areas, physically talking to people. Uh, but we, we haven't did any kind of marketing yet at all, other than word of mouth and social media and just local flyers and stuff. Uh, one thing that we do, uh, Tim, Timmy used to be a police officer. So we're, you know, that, that we feel like that's a brotherhood. So first responders is a big deal for us and we've always offered a significant discount to first responders, military, and, uh, fire, that sort of thing. So that community has stepped up big in Olive Branch. They are, we have a lot of police officers, a lot of first responders, and as Ripley as well, we have, we have a lot of troopers in at Ripley. Um, a lot of police officers, you know, that's a place they can come when they come up, get off duty. So, um, that, that's been a big turnout for us and they kind of, they talk to everybody. They see everybody. So, and then we have referral programs too. So that helps some.
7: Right. So we have um, a pretty good idea of, you know, where the background is, what you guys are doing, even with the new location, how you're how you're bringing that along. Um, I know you said one of the goals is eventually to, you know, probably have, um, you know, Jace in there in Olive Branch and then you all go back to Ripley and probably still going to you know spend some time there. Yes, um, one of the things we talked about a little bit was when you have such a long-standing community, uh, a group that basically is is like family, especially in something so niche, bodybuilding, powerlifting, strength gym. Um, there is a balance that you're trying to find with. Um, I, I think the words I used were, you know, your original family feeling like they got a step family, and and where they're getting the love and where they're not getting the love. So, have you guys put anything into place? Um, for, you know, as you get Olive Branch off the ground, um, once you're able to dedicate a little more back into Ripley, anything that you're going to do there to kind of give give those members some love and, and make them keep feeling it? You have any plans for anything like that?
8: So with uh, one thing about it that with both locations, even though they're an hour apart, uh, a lot of gyms will charge an extra fee to go to multiple locations, so mm-hmm. we did not do that from the start. Uh, we feel like that Ripley put us in this spot to, to do the Olive Branch location, so we owe Ripley that. We owe them for being able to open the Olive Branch location, so we made it from the start that Ripley could come to Olive Branch and Olive Branch could come to Ripley for no extra charge. So they, they have access. So the more we can get Ripley folks up there to Olive Branch just to come check it out. And they're curious. They just want to see the new building. Uh, they, it's changing the mindset slowly in Ripley. They get it. They see what we're trying to do in Olive Branch. And they, they kind of can get an idea that, you know, as Olive Branch grows, it's going to benefit the Ripley location. You know, the goal is to completely redo Ripley at some point for them and bring in all new equipment and, and give them the reward of being patient and hanging in there with us while we get the Olive Branch location up and going. And they're, they're getting it. They're slowly, like, we're we're averaging a few people a day from the Ripley location coming up to the Olive I say they just miss us, but I'm picking at them. But, <laughs> but, I mean, it's good that when they walk in the door, you feel like it's like a uncle or cousin and aunt or something walking in the door, family, you know, coming in. And, and you can take them around, and you can show them where you've been for the last year, and you see a light bulb kind of go off behind their eyes, and you know, okay, now they get it. So it makes a difference.
7: Yeah, they're going to be putting together a wish list for you. Right? They, oh, uh, they uh, do. They—they're they're not
8: there shy. There. They're like—they're—they like, have a Christmas list. Right. Just <laughs> when you guys do your thing
7: over there, but when when that's done, mm-hmm. this is gonna, what we want. Gonna, we're going to need some some stuff there. Okay, so you know, in twenty years, Ripley, four weeks uh, in Olive Branch, what's the future look like? You're you know, ideally for you two. Do you think there will ever be a number three? Um, do you have a, a, a period, a plan of how long you think it's going to take you to feel comfortable with Olive Branch being, being kicked off? Um, you know, you just want to take some more vacations, spend some more time away <laughs> from the gym. It's like, what's, what's ideal for you as, as we go down the timeline with this stuff? You know,
8: we were actually having this conversation cause I was, you know, we're, we're honestly working seven days a week going to Olive Branch right now, just to make sure everything's yeah, straight, vacation. you know? And well, both locations, uh, cause on the weekends, he, Timmy goes up to the Olive Ranch and I'll go to Ripley to kind of fill in the gaps of anything that might have got overlooked through the week. Um, but we were talking because it was, you know, before we decided to do this, we were working about six to seven hours a day, four days a week, coming home, sitting on the back porch, just chilling every day. We were comfortable. You know, we'd done got kind of comfortable, which Marian tells us if we're comfortable, we're going backwards. So so we're definitely not going backwards right now because we're, we're still trying to find our groove. I'm very schedule oriented. I like to have my same routine day in, day out. I do this on Monday, this on Tuesday. We haven't found that yet. So I think once we get that, then we kind of settle in, you know, we could probably look at where we're going next. It's funny when we started Olive Branch, it was so exciting. We were like, we might could do this again. But toward the end, we were like, we see why it took us 20 years to do this again. (laughs) So I don't know that I don't know that that would be a number three. I mean, 20 years will be like 70. So I don't I I don't think we're ready for that at 70.
7: (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe just more vacations by then. Maybe Yeah, vacations
8: for sure. (laughs) Am I
7: retired? Um, All right. So as we near the end of our time here. Uh, you guys can take this separately or together but one of the things I always like to hear especially from people with as much experience as you have if you could go back tap your younger self on the shoulder at some point and and give yourself a lesson or some piece of knowledge at, at any point in your career in this game is there anything that stands out that that you would have liked to known sooner or, or own sooner
8: mm-hmm. I would say as far as the Ripley location we probably spent about a year saving for the Ripley location to open, you know, which we didn't, we were just looking for a gym. Uh, we, we knew we wanted to have our own gym mm-hmm. and we were looking around and scoping around and just trying to find the right location. And we, and we called ourselves saving, uh, or saving up to, you know, do whatever. And then one of our really good friends, uh, he was a fellow police officer with Timmy. Uh, believe it or not, I was a cookie rep at that time. I was a Keebler cookie rep, and Timmy was a police officer. And he, Timmy was telling me about our plans, and he was like, don't wait. Just do it. Don't give yourself a choice. So I think if I could go back, I would have started sooner. I think I would have just threw caution to the wind. because Who was it? Somebody said, don't give yourself a plan B, and you'll make it work. You know, and I, I'm a firm believer if, you, if you're if you willing to work, it, it'll happen. If you're willing to work for it, it will happen. If you make up your mind and you do the work, the, the time's going to come. I think we should have started sooner. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I would change anything. I don't think I would change, just, yeah. just went perfect. It's almost like sometimes you feel like you're being led. You know, when you find your path and you find your purpose, it's almost like you're just being led and you just follow. Um of course, it's not easy. It's, all, it's never going to be easy. And I think sometimes you, you're just being tested. How bad do you really want it? If, you're, if you pass the test, and you get to survive. <laughs> so basically, but if your heart's in the right place and you're willing to do the work, I think you can accomplish anything.
4: Well, well like I said, I, I wouldn't trade nothing. Um, uh, once uh, I, I worked uh, a several job, but once we got to the gym, it felt like uh, I wasn't even working. I was just going to the gym, hanging out, making a living. Well, you're still and, doing that. <laughs> and anytime, anytime you're doing that, you, you bless.
7: For sure. Yeah. Two two big points out of that. I don't think I've never had a good argument for anybody to tell me that anything worth having is gonna be easy. Yeah. And then and some of the most successful gym owners that I talked to, the people with the most longevity in the game, the other thing you said that's echoed over and over again is if you know your heart's in it and you know that you're going to put the work in just do it now right because yes. you're everybody that i talked to almost without fail that's been in it a long time um and really had the true love and passion for it just says i wish i did it sooner whether it was a month or a year or a week or 10 years sooner everybody says like man if i knew that this was going to be what i was called out to do then I would have done it sooner. So yeah, great, great advice. So if you're out there listening, right? If you're not sure, if you don't know that you love it and you have the passion for it, if you don't know your work ethic is there,
8: then think about it. But if yeah, you nothing's going to be gift to you. Yeah, you're going to have to earn every second of it.
7: But if you have those two things, I think those are the biggest indicators in success. Just figure out a way to do it now. Start small, start big, start wherever you can,
8: just start. Right, make the plan and start.
7: All right, y'all. I got one more easy question for you before I let you go. Uh, for our listeners that want to find um, you guys, the gym, anything that you want to put out there to the universe, Total Body Gym website, social media. Give it. Give us anywhere we can find you.
8: So our website is totalbodygym.net. Uh, Instagram, we're Total Body Nation uh, and Timmy IFBB. Yes. Right. And then uh, t- Facebook, we're Total Body Gym, Total Body Gym Olive Branch, Judy Gillard IFBB Pro, and Timmy Gillard IFBB Pro. So, and then Twitter it's just Judy Gillard. So uh, definitely reach out. Uh, we'd love to serve. We love to help. So, is there any anybody's got any questions? Or you know, we're, we're we're approachable anytime. All right, find these
7: two everywhere. Give them likes. Give them follows. Give them love. Hit them up pick their brains. Great wealth of information. I thank you two so much for being on here with us today.
8: It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks, Dominique. I appreciate it. it.
7: You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in today's episode. If you want to hear more, click the link in the description, hit the subscribe. We'll notify you new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives.